My name is Yessi, and I play the Dwarf Fighter Grimton Steadyhand, a paladin of Bahamut and special legionnaire of the Pandominium. You're listening to Advantage. Last episode in number 041, our heroes warned the general populace about the oncoming storm from the Tempest Oath, but brought hope as well. They charged the people with great speeches, inspiring action and invigorating the refugees with a spirit of survival. And that's where we'll pick up. Where do we want to pick this up? What, what scene do you guys want to explore first? How about... Me heading back. All right, so Grimton, are you heading back too? Yeah, I think once I make sure everybody's set to task, yeah, like working, then we head back. Um, before I head back, I want to use one of the scrolls ascending to send a message to my mom. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what do you want to say? And also, what do you want to say to uh, Lieutenant Colonel? Uh, I mean, I have the scrolls ascending with me. I figured I could just bring them and we could talk about it. Do it with the rest of the party? Yep. Okay, what do you want to say to your mom? Um, I just want to tell her that I'm safe right now, but there's some upcoming trouble, so um, just that I love her and I hope I get to see her again soon. You hear very sweet things in, in response. Your, your, your mom says, be safe, honey. I love you so much. I hope to, to hear all of about your adventures when you come home. And that's it. Yep. You get the, the sense that she's excited about your exploration and about like you seeing some sort of action and getting out of the Azure Keep and is overall proud of you. Grimton and Alaris, you two return to Isotalos right as the crowd is dispersing with, with their prompts and action. You, you see the town dividing themselves up between the craftspeople and uh, Fletchers and all that. All the all the people that you've, uh, Ulrich, you had gathered are separating themselves off into uh, their distinct parties to begin this process of uh, castimentation. Um, Ulrich, your companion, uh, Alril, Al, uh, pulls you aside and uh, like face to face and he's, he's a bit taller than you. Um, and uh, again, you, you see his face very mangled. You hear Al say, he's, he, he almost sounds scared. He says, last night I, I, I saw a woman. She had my face, but broken, blue skin, huge, long black hair, a pair of horns curling up from her, her forehead. I, I felt her crouched over me while I slept. My eyes, my eyes were shut and I could s- still see her standing there. She, she stared at me with, with angry eyes and an evil smile this is this is the second night so wait Ariel you're telling me that you saw this blue creature woman with horns standing over you yes 
and but in my dreams in your dreams but like you feel like she was really there absolutely i can't not see her face my face when i when i close my eyes even when i when i blink i can i, I sense her there it's as if i could touch her but i can't so wait she's she's always there or is it just when you're sleeping like if you close your eyes right now I can't tell if, if I see her because of the memory of her or if I see her because she is there. But I definitely felt her presence, her very real, nearly tangible presence these past two nights while I was asleep. Well, I'll rely, honestly, I don't know what to make of this. You're not the kind of person to just make stuff up. I'll stay in your tent tonight and see if I can't sense something as well. That's the best I can do for you for now until I know more. Thank you. Just watch out for me, okay? Absolutely. I, there's listen shithead, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on in my head right now. There's a lot going on in our world. Yeah, but you can you can tell that like the this uh the cause of Alril's or of of Al's anxiety is very internal rather than external, so I don't know if that would bring solace or not. Well, <clears throat> I also just like grab his shoulder or wherever I can reach because I'm tiny. Um, and I say, no matter what's happening or what forces there are at play or what things we can't escape from within ourselves, all real, we have each other. And it's not much, but it's a lot to me. I'm here for you however I can be. And I know you're there for me. Thank, thank you. I'm concerned about that. I can't identify why. You're concerned that we're here for each other? I don't know how to explain it. We'll figure it out. But for now, we have the day's tasks ahead of us. And tonight, I'll stay in your tent. Thank you. All right, so the four of you are back together with the protected remnants. How go the preparations? Well, people are moving. People are busy, which is good. Agreed. The dwarves are working. You can have all our best masons here for the castifications? Castimentation. Castimentation. Oh, speaking of which, did you talk to Erica Try, uh, Alaris? I, I have not sent the message yet, but I do have two scrolls of sending. I figure... Um, but hey, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. So if you weren't, if you weren't talking to Erica Try earlier, where did you go this morning? I just went. I went to town to pick up the scrolls. Okay. Cool. You gonna make a little exception <laughs> for that, or, or am I just gonna take it? <laughs> no, that was an honest statement. If you want to insight that, you can. I'll, yeah, no, sure. Give me, a, give me no, an insight roll. Well, Auric has no reason to suspect you. Auric is just nosy because Steven is nosy. Honestly, I. I almost felt I almost feel like uh, Grimton should be the one sending the message. I feel like Tri respects him the most out of all of us. But as a side note, if we can secure her aid to get her here fast enough, the Weavers Guild has the option of teleporting her here, but it would be very expensive. For that option to exist, we would probably need to secure the allegiance of Letris as a whole. Yeah, speaking of which, 
So we have an audience today. We don't know for sure. With I the guess. elder, let's let's go talk to presiding druid Panthala. Let's see if we can get him to make good on his uh, desire to help us get an audience with the wise. You return to uh, the ridge where Panthala, uh, Panthala's very humble camp overlooks Letris, and you see all the things. I'm not going to describe it again. And you see. Thatrumi, the young dwarf sitting there, learning something from the presiding druid. Hi, Thatrumi. Oh, hello. Presiding druid, are you this uh, yeah, fine come morning? In. Doing okay? Did you, uh, he kind of like wiggles his eyebrows up and down. Did you take care of the stuff? Well, yes and no. We've done all that we can, and our next step is to see if we can talk to the wise, and we were hoping you might could help us with Yeah, I have been to town to uh plea for the case of um of isatalos and the dwarves uh and have been able to at least secure you an audience i was i i don't have enough information nor did i want to be the the messenger to expose the whole situation as you have told it to me but they are expecting the four of you as bearers of some great news of importance Thank you very much. That's uh, honestly a little more than I hoped we would get. I wasn't even sure we'd get an audience, so I, I appreciate that. Of course. More, Linda, I think I think you would be best suited to to make our case. Yeah, that was my plan. Um, Are they expecting us any specific time or just sometime yeah. soon? They're probably expecting you sometime this afternoon. Um, Alaris, you know that sometime this afternoon in that ambiguous time just happens to be the time that you're expected to be at the uh, Rebel Gesture yeah. learning from... Yep. This All is right. funny. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> this is also my actual life when it comes to planning. <laughs> yep. Well, I'll make it work. A pair of us were just preparing um, preparing lunch, and you can, you can see a uh, fillet of freshly caught trout uh and some rice with it and you can tell that they've like rolled it up into little sushis would you do you care to join i mean sure sushi school have you eaten i'd like i, I, haven't, did, I did, haven't had did anybody eat i'd like some breakfast no guys i'm actually not that that hungry <laughs> <laughs> did you already eat alar i'm just i'm just not feeling very hungry this morning give me a deception check <laughs> <laughs> now it's starting to get I, feel yeah, suspicious. I would, I would already starting to feel suspicious. I rolled an eighteen, plus one. <laughs> Everybody, give me insights. Uh, Joe, I rolled the number four. Uh, I meant a lot, Steven. Sixteen. Oh, we have to beat his. Yeah, no. Rolled a nine. Yeah, Morlinde, you're like, huh? That's unusual, but then let it go, and then the rest of you obviously don't hit it. Alaris, you pass. <laughs> so just three then. We can divide this up uh, enough. That would be much yeah. appreciated. Yes, please. So you sit down and have a nice little sushi meal. It reminds you of the time when you were in Havenmere. I was just thinking about that. And Auric was in the shop getting your flute fixed <laughs> while Grimton and Morlinde were exploring the, the world of sushi. Morlinde, this sushi obviously has some delicious trout in it. However, you are a vegetarian. I'll just pick it out. Okay. Alaris, are you are you there for the entire meal, or do you take this opportunity to excuse yourself? Uh, I mean, I don't really have any reason to excuse myself. 
for the most part. Okay, so you just choose not to eat. Yeah, I'll just, In that case, I'll just hang we out. will continue on with the scene. You have a delicious meal. It's very tasty. Fresh catch made a very noticeable difference. Um, so Grimton, I would I think that we should send um one message to um Lieutenant Colonel Try before our meeting and then depending on how it goes, send her the next one with more information. Sure. That sounds like a good plan. What are we saying in this one? Do we have a word count? Or is that like... Uh, 20, 25 words. 25? If you can keep it obviously concise and we don't yeah. have to count it. but Preparing for battle at Letras would appreciate your assistance in the oncoming battle. We'll check back in after meeting with elders. You send it off and your response is something along the lines of a building project to save a city i'm interested we'll hear from you soon when will it take place and how will i get there and that's it and we can relocate the party physically wherever we need it to be beyond the scene i mean next seems like our um meeting with the the wise yeah i mean i guess we i guess we spend some time helping out the protected remnants and prepping stuff until time for the meeting and indeed it is time for your meeting and time for your date while we were split up and helping people i'm, yeah. I'm gonna just head to the city take your opportunity yeah. take my opportunity okay yeah yeah you re-enter Letris and are able to ask around and locate the rebel gesture it's a two-story wood tavern whose main room is filled with lunch goers feasting on boar meat sandwiches through through a window, you spot Leovold outside with his longsword spinning around and jabbing at nothing. He looks very sweaty out in the sun, but is still wearing his unnecessary leather jacket zipped up. You find Mei Lin sitting inside, shaking her head, annoyed at uh, the douchebaggery with which Leovold jabs. And she sees you and says, oh, thank goodness you're here. Yeah. Uh, I've, been, I've been waiting inside so I wouldn't have to go out with him alone. Well, I guess it's time for us to face the music. So you go out, Leovold sees you, and says, Aha! I see you're less of a coward now than you were now that you've left the Weaver's school. Even your newfound bravery won't help you here, half-elf. Blade singing is an elven tradition meant only for elves. There's a reason that every respectable elf knows how to wield a sword. When Corlon created us, they imbued their skill into our blood. Uh, Alaris, your your mother knew how important skill with a longsword was to, to elven culture, and uh, she had signed you up for a few fencing lessons as, uh, as a child. But those blades were way different than the one that Leovold is holding now. You've, you've learned the basic guards of like regular two-handed longsword fighting, uh, which is more typical to the human half of your heritage but leovold's sword you now realize has a hilt only long enough for a single hand which requires a change in style and stance either way those lessons were years ago mm-hmm. and you remember none of it now shall we commence with this lesson then yeah let's do it blade singing is about grace and agility the combination of deft strikes and arcane attack. Together, they combine into an art that none can overcome. And uh, Leovold suddenly strikes a stance and uh, lifts the blade, pointing it 
outward to engage an unseen target. He quietly whispers a word in Elvish. Um, give me a perception check here in a sec. And the next moves are incredibly swift. Leovel dashes out into the yard, jumps and spins, and in doing so unleashes what looks to be a spectral extension of his sword, which which wow. lashes out beyond its corporeal form. Um, clearly dangerous. And he lands and looks up and says, and that, Mei Lin, is what I'm going to teach you today. I'm going to try to teach Geldrim too, but let's be honest, there's no chance. I rolled an 18. The word that he whispered was an uh, Elvish Lindy, which is the verb or imperative sing. Okay. Hence, blade singing, right? I need you to describe how this lesson is going. Oh, okay. And, and how exactly you're trying to show up Leopold here. Cool. Am I using his sword? Uh, probably not. You have a sword, I have a right? sword? No, you probably don't. I mean, well, hmm, great question, actually. Did you bring a sword? <laughs> I don't think I brought a sword. Uh. In that case, it's going to be very strange because Leopold has an extra sword for Mei Lin, but not for you. He was able to obviously acquire it from some unknown place. Mm-hmm. I'll borrow Maylin's sword in, for my turn. I'm sure she'll, she'll okay. be okay with, with sharing. Don't even have your own longsword, huh? Uh, well, I assume the teacher would be providing for the students. He, he looks down at your robes, your pocket full of wands that you've got. Is that the one that we carved in class our first year of school? What's wrong with that? Give me a an attack roll. You don't have proficiency with... Uh, long swords at all do I don't think so bummer uh, 17 you do a surprisingly good job trying to uh, copy the movements to copy the movements but you're unable to to quite get the same sort of beauty and grace with which Leovold was able to perform it with like he, he seemed to move faster and more deft give me an arcana check 21 after you're able to copy these movements with decent ease but not getting the same result you realize that the power was in the word lindy so you're commanding your sword to be able to use it as an implement uh, to get the results okay joe i'd also like to um remember back to when we were in the cave um with the circle of great duty um, and Alara's mm-hmm. feeling the uh, just the fey magic and the just magic being in essence everywhere. Yeah, the circle of the land. Yeah, and just okay. just kind of channel into like feeling magic flowing through him and into his movements while doing this to to help him sort of go more gracefully, I guess. To uh, like invoke the fey part of it, uh, the like fey traditions. You whisper lindy to your sword and you feel it i'm gonna say activate in your hand it's 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 not an activation in the traditional sense but like you you feel a difference and your eyes begin to see the world in that similar like fey sort of way where everything is uh brighter more bold and you feel like tapped into what could almost be called like an adrenaline flow does that make sense and you're able to to mimic the move almost one for one and both Malin and Leovold are stunned by it Leovold is impressed Malin is jazzed about it 
you can tell that she's she's happy to see Leovold get put to shame here. So meanwhile, we're going to cut back to Grimton, Ulrich, and Morlinde. As it's getting pretty late in the afternoon, you're walking into uh, Letris now. Where did Laris go? Yeah, where is he? I don't know. Oh. A good question. I feel like we need to carry on, but... Yeah, like, yeah, I don't think we, we really need, need him for meeting. this, but it's kind of weird. So you walk past the misty pool at the bottom of the Cascade of Spirit, and... Uh, you understand the power of the water pouring over the edge. Even this mist is like frigid, and you can imagine how cold the river itself must be. Grimton, you know that the source of the Charmed River is the glacial runoff from the mountain Helbador, uh, the capital of Herdearth. There are several people gently soaking in the calm, freezing pool, some elderly folks and uh, some burned victims that you assume to be protected remnants. And... The closer that you come to the cascade, the clearer that you can see around the curtain of water and be- begin to see uh, th- this great cavern of of baths, which I will describe should you want me to. Otherwise, your option is go look at the baths or go up the stairs and into Letras proper and we can get on with that part. I feel like... As is always true for us, we're uh, we're on a mission. We're going somewhere. It's not like yeah. us to stop. I, my first instinct in. is like, yeah, it's like we just need to get there. But we always do that. I feel like realizing the source of the water, Grimton, if it, even if it's like a few steps out of the way, definitely like goes a little out of his way to at least dip his hand into some of the water and like use it to wash his hands off. Yeah, I would like to take yeah. like a okay. quick look. I just don't want to spend 45 minutes here. Yes. Times when I wish I was there. (laughs) Um, Grimton, you reach your hand in and your connection to Bahamut perks up and you understand that this site is consecrated. These pools are baths of holy water. Not blessed by a god, but blessed by primal spirits. Uh, and Morlinde, you, you recognize this site as a place of power where spiritual energies are particularly present. Um, you remember other places of power that you've visited in the, in the past few weeks, like the Watcher's Mural, uh, the Sepulcher Stone in Isatalos, the Shelter of Spirits, the Campfire at Trails End, the Library of Traditions, and so on. Now, are you going full on into the baths, or again, are you skirting up? I feel like Grimton would just be like skirting up. He realizes he has to be somewhere, but he couldn't pass up yeah. the opportunity. Auric wouldn't have even thought much about it. They'd have just kept on going. Yeah. You find the Hall of the Eldest, which is as ancient as the name entails. Grimton, these square stone walls are carved with beautifully floral motifs that very much remind you of the styling of the subterranean library of traditions and you push open this door enter the antechamber and are reminded of your grandparents house something about the smell up the stairs to the main hall a guard greets you uh and what is your business with lana Bryfier, the wise we have an audience with her as procured to us by what's his name <laughs> you say in character looking at Morlinde. Yeah. <laughs> uh penthala and what are your names? Uh, I'm Morlinde Lyklas, the presiding druid of Isatalos and the Protected Remnant. Ah, yes. Okay. 
Uh, and he's looking at his notes, motions you through the door into this main hall. Elves aren't known for showing their age, right? But some few people come to mind. The druids of the Circle of the Land and now Lana Bryfure. Her thinning hair is powder white and her skin is faded and creased with vellum. Her hand trembles and her voice is quiet as and she says, bring, bring them forward. So we step bring, forward. Bring them forward. The presiding druid says that you have news of great import for me. Yes, um, it's not good news, I'm afraid. Zealots from the Rock of Visions are coming, and they'll be at Letrus in three nights, and they're coming to attack the protected remnants and those who shield them. Why? Um. <sighs> sorry, Joe, I can't with the voice. Yes, what voice? This is my voice. <laughs> this is my normal voice. This is Joe speaking. Um. Uh, they want to eliminate the other half of Isatalos that uh, fled after the fire. And. So- so Isatalos brings its problems here to Letris, even after we have shielded them in good grace. To be honest, you're not wrong. However, um, <laughs> this isn't the way I wanted you this to go You hear the guard in the back uh, like laugh out loud at that. <laughs> <laughs> However, it is of great import to your city and to the balance of the forest. Um, I believe it is fate that the fight was brought to your doorstep. I also think it's unfortunate that the fight was brought to your doorstep, but this is where we are. The dwarves and the protected remnant outside have already begun preparations um, to defend ourselves against this attack. And what is this plan that you have created without me? Um, We have only started working with those on the outside. We are asking for your help now and what you can offer. So what we're already doing on the outside um, is we are fortifying and preparing um, warriors and rations. And guys, is there anything else that we're doing? Um, no, that, that's If they could it. aid us in bringing uh, yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Try, <clears throat> that'd be great. Man, this sucks, Alaris, huh? Yeah. On the plus side, you're kicking some serious ass. We waited to make any plans concerning Letris because it is not our city. Um, and we are guests. But I am asking for your help. Not only for my people, but also for the balance of the forest and for the for what the Watched Forest needs to go back to normal and to have that the balance that we haven't had in a while now give me a persuasion check moments like these are always terrifying this is an important decision and it's going to be determined significantly Uh by a role a role um remember when i like based this entire campaign off of a role to see how many uh people put stones to vote yes to bring the pandominion in or not yeah that's crazy joe <laughs> anyway uh because my charisma isn't high enough 
15? 15's pretty good. Yeah. Could be worse. She She's not turned away by you. Yeah. You read her as being more likely to try to help you than not. Um, give me an insight check. All of you. Except for Alaris. Because Alaris is abandoning you for some girl. Game. I rolled a two. <laughs> I rolled a 19. 15. A grand old six. Ulrich and Morlinde, you can tell that like if Lana Brayfear the Wise were to be charted on the alignment chart, she'd be inclined to be like lawful neutral. She's neither willing to go like out of her way to help people mm. nor like writing them off in a selfish way. Uh, she's going to defend Letris first, but is willing to also help out the refugees. Um, Morlinde, what was your role? Like 19. She's happy with the like symbolic power displayed by Letris being closed to the dwarves and the protected remnants. Like, yes, you're alive and we are acting in mercy by keeping you alive. Think, and in, in real life, think about Republicans who want to offer food stamps but are pissed if that allows you to eat, like, Steak. nice yeah. things. And they know your station and see that the mere fact that you're allowed to eat at all and that we're giving you this privilege of being able to eat as, as uh, an act of mercy. All right. Because I sense that. That's why I'm appealing to her logic. Um... So as I've said, we've already uh, begun preparations outside, but Letris, because you're just getting this news, um, there there's there is more that you can do for Letris to take care of Letris, and hopefully that could help take care of us as well. With this oncoming storm, but <laughs> that we have un has unfortunately followed us here. What? plans do you have in place for Letris to what plans do you have in place for Letris to keep it safe under these circumstances that under these circumstances very little we have no oh sorry hold on very little we have three squadrons of warden scouts no walls no fortifications this type of thing does not happen here and the fact that Isatalos brought destruction upon to this town to these to these people is distasteful it is awful um but i would argue that this is part of the spirit's process of change and renewal that was all sparked by everflame's fire and Isatalos. Give me a persuasion check, and then also, I'm gonna. I want you to add the your religion proficiency, which is three, I think. No, two at this point. Um, add two to persuasion score uh, for like the religion religious hints of it. Got it. Uh, eighteen. She is understanding and sees you as an authority on these things. Anyway, it it is unfortunate. And I am sorry that it has happened this way. I, I lost my entire home in this. And I am just now learning what the spirits really intended and what they want. And it is to restore balance in the forest. And it, it is a painful change, um, but I think it is necessary. And here we are, it is happening. So 
Um, you're telling me that you do not have a whole lot of defenses or fortifications set up, but I think my um, compatriot Grimton, yeah, Grimton uh, may have a solution for that. Grimton, do you have a solution for that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> or more importantly, my good friend, Lieutenant Colonel Erica Try, would have plenty of solutions for us. She is an expert in castamentation. Castaments? Building stuff? And castamentation? And castration? And castration. Sounds like a good time. With your financial help, we could bring her here. Not only would this be important for the immediate upcoming battle, but after it is done, you can rest more safely at night knowing that your city is better protected um i want you to roll persuasion and as per the mechanic that i gave you on these uh special legionnaire gorgets gorgets i still (laughs) brett deaton i'm sorry you you gave me like straight up audio on how to correctly pronounce it and i've swiftly forgotten um because of the mechanic that i have for these uh neck pieces you're gonna have to roll this persuasion check at disadvantage yeah now, Morlinde, should this not turn out, keep in mind that you still are an authority on spiritual matters for this. So if you could convince uh, uh, the elder, the, the eldest? No, the aged? No, the wise? The wise. There we go. <laughs> if you could convince uh, Rafir the wise to continue on, then say levy. What'd you get? Uh, five of ah. the two rolls. It's, it's obvious to all three of you that the wise is very uncomfortable with the idea of bringing a lieutenant colonel of a Pandominion military force to change and like even physically alter Letras uh, as if like spiritually it is symbolic of a greater problem. I too would be nervous about allowing an outsider, someone from outside of the Watched Forest into my home and changing it physically in that way. I know that this lieutenant colonel is capable of making more temporary fortifications that um, move with militaries and forces. And so in order to keep the citizens of Letra safe and the East Italians outside and the dwarves outside safe, we know that she's one of the best at what she does and she does what is best for the people around her and considering the bind that we are currently in i do think she's our best bet at creating fortifications and protections for our people we don't need to bring her whole army we don't even have to tell her where she is i do trust her and i trust her to make to make structures that will keep our people safe and so i understand your hesitation completely but I know her to be trustworthy. Give me a persuasion check, and Grimton also give me a persuasion check. Fifteen. Thirteen. Do I need to roll with disadvantage? Yes, and we'll see what happens. Ten. The wise is concerned. You read her as understanding the situation and understand the necessity of, of bringing in the lieutenant colonel, but is still shaky about the Panamanian 
aspect of it, mm -hmm. right? I, I will offer you a choice. If this battle is imminent, you may use the river as protection or the baths, but you may not bring the lieutenant colonel or the lieutenant colonel comes but does not enter Letris and provides safety for the refugees outside of the city but not within the bounds of our roads. I think that's doable. Give me nature checks or, or a religion check for you, Moreland Day. 18, Joe. Wow, I'm glad I'm good at that. Uh, 14. What was yours, Grimton? I crit failed. Delightful. You like the hope of potentially bringing the lieutenant colonel. Moreland Day and Auric, you see the potential of what's going on here. She, but in bringing the lieutenant colonel under these conditions, you're putting the refugees in a place physically like geographically in a very bad position you've seen everflame should everflame be invoked consume trees in full swiftly and having fortifications in the forest will lead to very very many burns especially you'll you'll remember that during the consumption itself the reason people survived was because they went into the water and were able to get away from the fire. Uh, I wish I was there. If you'll, if you'll excuse I us. I wish you were too, Zach. Um, wise one, we need to discuss this for just a moment. You may be excused. Thank you. Um, and with that, we're going to cut back to Alaris, who's presumably kicking ass? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Um, give me an Arcana check and a performance check. Arcana is 11. Performance, I rolled a 1. Ooh. Taking ass. <laughs> taking names and taking ass. I've already, I've already said once that you were able to like perform this spell, but like since that initial rush, which was impressive to both Leovold and Mei Lin, like you haven't been able to recreate it in, in such a way. It's probably your nerves. And with that performance check, you can tell Mei Lin is v very aware of like how hard you're trying here, and it's not looking great on you. Oh no! How hard you're trying, both to impress her, but also to like try to kick Leovold's ass, and it's just going straight to your head. Yeah. Ugh, you got the nerves. Oh no! I need to shake those. Give me some flavor. What are you doing here? How are you fixing this situation? Um, I just I I. I just need to get out of my head. I need to... Give me a wisdom saving throw. No, that's terrible. <laughs> it's like an eight. You start thinking, I need to get him out of my head, but then like that thought spirals down and he remains in your head. Yeah, because I'm sure he's just relentlessly just saying things. Yeah, he's giving you hell. Yeah. yeah. When are you going to give up, Geldream? I'll never give up, which is just exasperating the problem. Knowing that I'm at the end of my rope... I'm just going to give it one more good college try, knowing that if I don't succeed this time, I need to just cut my losses and try again another what day. What are the chances that that looks like a straight-up duel? 
With Leopold? Yeah. Sure. I, I can I, I, I'm down for that. <laughs> with I I will I will say that I am just fed up with the taunting and I'm gonna go and attack him for <laughs> real. Sure, I'll throw down the gauntlet. I'll take off the glove, slap him across the face. You remove your glove and you slap him across the face. What the hell? I'm at you. Well, what's gotten into you? Do you bite your tongue at me, sir? <laughs> I do. I bite my thumb at you. <laughs> I do bite my, my thumb, sir. And it is at you, sir. <laughs> All right, Leovold, I'm tired of just everything. You both know that we're both capable wizards, and I think we should be able to coexist peacefully. If not, then to fisticuffs with swords. <laughs> To fisticuffs with swords? What the? Are you challenging me to a duel? I am. I'm challenging you to a duel. To to wisdy cuffs? Yes. <laughs> let's let's see the student become the master. Hey friends, it's Joe. Uh, this is episode number zero four two. Um, first of all, thank you so much for your support and understanding on why we skipped a couple weeks. My spouse and I had an incredible time in France and Belgium. We saw so many beautiful cathedrals and works of engineering, which we are both total nerds about. It was so nice to get to focus on she and I and relax on our trip without having to worry too much about trying to produce a podcast. I appreciate you being a community who understands and supports that. However, during that time, I didn't step away from the show completely. The first draft of what I think R2 will become was uh, storyboarded while we were at the airport, for example. Uh, I also take a lot of notes about ancient building techniques and references for architectural styles and whatnot as I travel too. Uh, Shoutouts to our Patreon supporters for help making this show possible and loving us enough to keep offering their financial support. Thank you. If you're feeling generous, if you love the show and you want us to do a better job at it, it would be a great deal of help if you could contribute over at patreon.com slash advantage dnd or find a link at our website um another news jazz from the misadventures is making progress editing the switch series dungeon she ran with sarah from our show and Sully and kayla from how friends roll that episode will go up on the how friends roll feed after season four airs um the age of our season four is now being released it's incredible fun first four episodes have been published already last week's and this week's are my favorite which I say half out of just because I was in them and half because Danny really inspires some incredible role-playing. Go listen to them at How Friends Roll. Likewise, our handle for everything under the sun is at Advantage DND. I made a joke with Sully earlier after he apologized for always saying uh, Advantage DND is our name. Our show is just Advantage, A-D-V-A-N-T-A-G-E, stop. Advantage DND is just our branding and social media handles to try to like get something that wasn't already taken <sighs> the show's just advantage it's not advantage dnd i love you i'm gonna continue supporting you as like people even if you call us advantage dnd but no know that it's just advantage please please um <laughs> because we're entering the finale of arc one uh, we're going to be doing a mailbag episode at this conclusion, and you still got plenty of time to start thinking about all the questions that you want to ask the cast about uh, the world or their characters. We love all of it. You can send those to us on Facebook, Twitter, or to our email, advantagednd at gmail.com. Uh, also, 
Patreon members of the 10 plus tier are going to be invited to record with us as we discuss the show, the story, the arc, and whatever the hell else. Uh, again, if you can, please donate at patreon.com. Uh, and pretty please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, let's get back to the show. Thank you. If we fortify and Everflame comes back not in our favor, we are completely screwed. I have such a good idea for that. I wish I could. Uh, <laughs> Too bad. But what was what was the first thing she said? I had trouble understanding her because she. We can was... either use Letris or we can stay out of Letris and use Erica Try. Fortifications, right? Ugh. Or what if we just like talked to Erica Try, but didn't actually bring her here, and then did whatever she told us to do as a sort of way of getting both? Need a lot of scrolls ascending. Is there something between Scrolls of Sending and Teleportation? Like, there must be. If only you had your wizard here. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, there very well could be. Are we willing to take that gamble? Would it be Shit. better to have fortifications than not have them and have Everflame show up? Because we're not sure that they'll invoke Everflame again. I'm honestly more worried about um, Stormhawk than Everflame, but I'm still worried about Everflame. If we do our best with fortifications around Letris, could that be enough? I don't know. I don't have a good answer for this one. Uh, it's not really a good answer in general. And with that, Zach, do you want to go ahead and describe what like a traditional wizard duel setup looks like? Not in the Harry Potter sense, but so is J.K. Rowling? Scared, Gildrim. Dang it, I was about to do that. Well, it's I'm gonna ensue the sword for just mm-hmm. the straight up wand. You're, you're dropping the sword? Yeah. Okay, I dig it. Um, I, I don't feel practiced enough with the technique to go where this is going, so okay. I figure I'll just duel them old school style. I knew you couldn't handle the sword. I will start things off. I'm gonna assume that you're you're, you're starting like or like you went back to back, oh, you, ten paces each you think, way. You think, nah, I feel like that's not really how it went down. I feel like this is more of a a schoolyard, like a straight up rumble, yeah, when, rather when than a the, duel. Like, huh? as as much as there are pro, there are official wizarding dueling rules, this would not this, this is not official wizard <laughs> dueling rule territory. This is like we're okay. both a few, like say. 12 feet apart-ish, and walking around in a circle, keeping our eyes locked on it. each other, waiting for someone to make yeah, the yeah, first move. Yeah, you're looking move. at each other and snapping. Yeah, sure. <laughs> West okay. Side Story style or whatever. Let's roll for initiative. I got an 11. Uh, I got a 14. All right, so Leovold is going to go first and is going to straight up use the spell that he's been trying to teach you guys, right? of sword burst and he's going to like jump in the air and do a, a couple really neato spins uh with his blade in hand and you're gonna have to succeed on a dex saving throw of a dc 15 i got a 15. perfect wait hold on no, no. tie goes to the attacker. attacker no bummer okay and so you're gonna take three force damage from these spectral blades which which are going to uh, like 
push into your chest and you can feel uh, the concussive energy uh, in, inside of you. Uh, he lands on his feet in like that three-point stance, you know? Mm-hmm. It's your turn. My goal is not necessarily to hurt Leovold, but more to embarrass him. Okay. So I'm going to start by just using the wand of fear. Oh, and remind me what I have to do on that. I have to make a a wisdom save. I'll just use command to start off with. Okay. I can use one action to um, command another creature to flee or grovel, as with the command spell. Uh, Save DC 15. Love it. Um, Leovold rolled an eight. In one fell swoop of just undeniable badassery and showing him who's boss i'm just going to take out the wand that i've newly acquired that he would have never seen before and just point it at him and be like kneel (laughs) i love it and he cannot resist it and you you see him like momentarily like try to break out of this but then realize he can't and his legs just drop his knees hit the ground and he drops his weapon and he he's looking at you with like serious anger in his eyes he's furious at what you've done here say you give up he rolled in that 20 on on something i just rolled you see this weird surprised look in his eye and he says I give up but it's not quite in the like grovelly sort of way that you would anticipate this is more Mm. of a I'm also hatching a strange idea in this at the same time interesting I'll keep holding the spell for a few more seconds until I feel like it seems like he's submitted from what I can tell. Yeah, give me an intimidation roll. Uh, that was a 19 plus 1. Hell yeah. He recognizes that he lost this battle. Alright, I'll release the, the spell. He says, so you have moved on from your old school wand, I see. Very interesting. This concludes today's lesson. I have business to attend to. And he walks off without, like, looking at Maylin or you he just like picks his sword up off the ground grabs his bag and goes I'll turn to Maylin and be like well that was a, a fun afternoon huh what did you do to him put him in his place I'll catch you later maybe we'll make some plans for a later date I I mean I own uh the bar, that bar make do so uh yeah yeah I look forward to it all right cool good to see you um, I gotta, I gotta get going. She's a little bit, like, confused and flustered by the fact that you just, like, are straight up and leaving, and after Leovold just straight up and left, but we'll worry about that later. So you get to the Hall of the Eldest, the guard in the antechamber says, what are, what is your business with, uh, Lana Burfier the Wise? Uh, I believe I might have some friends that are either here or somewhere around here. Um, we are supposed to have a meeting. Um, I'm just running a little behind. The wise does not appreciate untimeliness. Punctuality is a virtue in her eyes. And at this point, you you look up the stairs from uh, this, this antechamber and you see the last footsteps as they're about to cross over the threshold at the top of the stairs. You, you see the, the legs of Morlinde, Grimton, and Ulrich. Uh, hey guys! 
Oh, where Laura's, have you there been? There you are. Yeah, where have you been? Uh, I, I just had something I had to take care of really quick. Dude. You're going to tell me about that later. But right now we have some important stuff to decide. Can he come We're up stuck. here? I say to the guard. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Get up here. Sorry about the lateness. Oh my gosh. Okay, here's the pinch that we're in. The wise has agreed to let Erica try come here if. if we don't enter the city. Or we can enter the city, but not have Erica try come. Okay, that makes sense. I can see how she could come reach that conclusion. I think that it is more beneficial for us to bring Lieutenant Colonel Try as opposed to being in the city. For a couple of reasons. One, the city is not fortified in any way, shape, or form currently, so we, it is no discernible advantage to being there as opposed to being where the protective remnants are currently located, strategically, basically, and except for the fact that there are buildings, but buildings aren't really that much of a plus, I don't think, especially with the amount of people that we'd be endangering um, yeah. for no reason. That being said, our current position is not necessarily one that's super defensible either what i would suggest is gathering our forces and since we have a few days time traveling towards the sea where we can avoid any um potential everflame disasters build a more defensible position by maybe creating like a a funneling mechanism where only a few can get to us at a time or the arrows would be more effective and just generally by being further away we um, divert forces from Letris, and we give the, uh, ourselves more time to get prepared, or at least the same amount of time because they have to travel further to reach us. So I, I think that heading towards a waterfront with Lieutenant Try to help us bolster defenses faster sounds like a better plan than trying to make it work with the city that we're currently in. Huh. Morlinde, what do you think? I think that I think that makes the most sense. And I think that, I think that it's eleven, it's ten forty-five, and I'm exhausted. Yes, I think that's what we should do. Um, Sorry, this ended up being yeah, a very short long recording. Um, <laughs> Your foot is very small. Um, yeah. Joe, is that? You're a tiny human. Would like is getting to a waterfront actually feasible in the amount of time? There's a uh, How far away is fish camp? Yeah. What What do you mean by waterfront? He what, is, the, what does that mean to you? Are you talking like I thought we were talking literally about the ocean? Like when I was looking at the the map earlier, um, it seemed it seemed like the sea was relatively close. Yeah, um, I'm pulling up the map now. And I felt like that would uh -huh. protect us from both Everflame and from and be able just to create a more defensible position because we just basically have to create a wall around us um, at that point, as opposed to trying to protect ourselves from multiple angles and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, so I, I just thought that that seemed like a better plan. The only, I mean, obviously the downside is that by doing so, we're kind of trapping ourselves, but um, in a way we're kind of trapped no matter what. So I don't really see that as much of a downside, more of just the inevitable. It's either we win or we lose. Yeah, I mean like time-wise that would be doable, sure. Very unexpected. <laughs> I think this is an excellent plan. Uh, at minimum, it spares Letris from anything too terrible because they'll chase us. Uh, it does keep us safe from Everflame. And I don't know. 
I, I think if if this is going to work, particularly if we can bottleneck him, bottleneck them as he suggested, we might we might make it through this. Let's then inform the wise that we intend. Morlinde, oh. give me a religion check uh, with advantage for that. Uh, plus fifteen. You know that there's something spiritually significant about it happening on the new moon. If you remember back to uh, uh, gatherings of the elders and the council uh, and stuff, those would always happen on the new moon because there was a sort of like group cleansing. This is time to start over. This is time to time for change, like the new year, new me sort of thing, right? Or I guess new month, new me. Two things pop into your head. What would it mean uh, if the Tempest Oath are unable to get down to fish camp by the new moon, but are able to get to Letris by the new moon? That's one. And what does it mean spiritually if this thing is to go down? What does it mean if it doesn't happen on the new moon? Would these changes that you've been talking about with uh, these like great social changes in the watch forest what would that what would that look like spiritually if it doesn't mimic this like environmental power this systemic natural cycle of new beginnings um and i don't have i don't have answers for you these are these are things that you need to think about Um, is that just her thinking about them give me a religion check with that too and anybody else actually go for it Uh, 20 yeah you all those things you begin thinking about well 15 i understand go ahead i was gonna say i'm worried about waiting to confront them until after um well i understand the significance from our end of trying to get this over on the new moon i think that the fact that they are planning on attacking us on the new moon means that whatever spiritual benefits are to be had are greater for them and I think that us waiting, making them wait a day could also provide us a moralistic, like a, a morale advantage because that's their plan is like, we're going to attack on the new moon. And if we take that away from them, then that throws off their game plan. But what does that leave Letris? Do you think that they would just straight up attack Letris? They have no reason to. Well, if it's at night and they can't tell that it's not us. Or they're just ready to do some cleansing and it's time. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. What if we convince the citizens of Letris to come with us? They, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> we could at least provide the option so that they can prepare themselves. I... Regardless of all of this, the plan is still to get Erica Tri down here, right? I think so. I think that that is better than using Letris as Letris. a human shield. Elven shield. I agree. Let's start that, pr- that process. Like We need to contact Tri as quickly as possible. And, and then yeah. we can continue to discuss our specific battle plan. That took forever, she says to herself about how long you were gone <laughs> talking. Sometimes it can be a little long-winded. Arik chokes down a joke about how she would be very familiar with the idea of forever. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that we have decided that we would like the assistance of Lieutenant Colonel Erica Try, and thereby would need any assistance you can offer in getting her here. So be it. We will help provide the funds necessary to be able to have her presence. I don't know where you're planning on taking this ensuing battle, presiding druid. 
but it damn sure better not affect Letris. Do I have your words? We're trying to take the battle away from Letris. Um, I can't make any promises for the Tempest Oath because they aren't predictable. But I am doing what I can. We are doing what we can. <laughs> 